That's enough. Please be seated. From Friday night, I believe you're here, right? Yeah. From Friday night, we are able to come together. All of us know each other. I believe we pour many things from our life into the presence of God. We emptied our life, whatever we've been collecting. Usually meetings and retreats we come and spend time in worship. Men of God, women of God lay hands on people, experience the glorious presence of God and we worship and we live with the goosebumps. But this time was different. Every session I know, I heard people even spending time in the presence of God together even early morning up to 5 o'clock this morning. It's awesome. How many of you are blessed? Does anybody holding anything anymore in your life, any more pain, any more stuff. A couple of hours. Leave it here. I mean, going to go back. Some of you staying late. Some of us leave early. But tomorrow we're going to go back to the places we came from. But my message this morning is. What are we going to do there tomorrow? We emptied ourselves in the presence of God. We share our hearts with our people, our friends. But tomorrow, they are not there. Verse 8, we read, they are the champions. You are the champion of God. If you look at the history, you will find those people were not that great. Common people, just like you and me. Not superstars there. But they made champions. Three things I want to bring from the life of Benania. But I'm going to put two of them together then we'll be focusing on the last one. My main topic will be the last one. But I just don't need to cover it the beginning of the passages. It says here who his father was who his family was. If you study that passage he came from a priestly family. He was born in a priestly home. Do you know your family heritage? Not just your earthly family heritage. You are born into the kingdom of God. You are priests in the kingdom of God. You are kings and queens in the presence of God. So we must understand, we must recognize which family we belong Benaniah was in the family of a priest. Pre 
Priest means spending time in the presence of God. Priest means doing the work of God. They are separator. They are selector for the work of God. You are a chosen generation. Many of your friends want to come. Many of your friends plan to come. Many of your friends said they will come. But you came. But some of you say, I don't want to come. But you came. Some of you came. Even the last today, someone forced you to come. It is not an accident. You are a chosen group of people. Got the another opportunity to be in the presence of God. Take our burdens away and identify ourselves who we are. We are chosen generation, royal priesthood. Let me move on. Then the Bible says here, he did a couple of things. Just take a look what he did. Read that. Uh, take a look. Read that please. Verse 23. What he did. He was held in greater mm -hmm. honor than any of the 30. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Verse uh, 20. Verse 20. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, mm -hmm. was a valiant fighter from Kabizel, mm -hmm. who performed great exploits, struck down two of Moab's best men, Okay. Joseph Strike down two of Moab's, Moab's best, best men. You know who is Moab's? It says best men of Moab. Yeah. Judges chapter 11, verse 17 and 18. How did that happen? Judges 11, 17 and 18. What does Moab's do? There are many things they do, but I just want to bring you two things. Related to our life. Read that. Somebody, I want you to read that. Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let me pass through your land. But the king of Edom would not heed. And in like manner they sent to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained in Kadesh. <coughs> they stayed there. They just did not stay there. They did something there. Numbers chapter 25, verse 1. Numbers 25.1 While Israel lived in Shedem, the people began to war with the daughters of Moab. Mm -hmm. Continue. One more thing they did. These invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, and people ate and bowed down to their gods. The power of Moab does many things if you study the Bible. But in this particular area, I just focus on this one thing. They were going to the promised land. They had a destiny. They had to pass through this Moab, the land. They went and asked the king, can we pass? They said no. They were forced to stay in Moab. In Moab, while they were staying, Girls came. Boys came. <coughs> Party came. Night came. Friday nights came. Internet came. Birthday party came. Bars came. Bowling came. Movie night came. After the movie, they had to go through the temple of their God. 
destined to go to the promised land. They were a family of the priest. They were a generation chosen by God. They asked the permission. There's no other way. We had to go through this. There's no other way. You have to deal with our friends. You have to walk by the bars. You have to walk through the people who take drugs. You have to write with the people who does drugs. We have answers. We counsel all the time. Especially alcohol. Drug doesn't have that much problem with alcohol. Even if a person who recovered from alcohol, even 10 years later, even 10 years later, if they spend time with an alcoholic, if you get that smell, you'll be drawn into it. I have people recover from alcohol problem five years later. I remember one incident. I spent two and a half years with him. Recovered, completely free. Someone owed him $20,000, his money. That person invited him on a Monday morning. He called me, Pastor, I'm going to get that money. I said, no. Do not go to get that money. Let him bring it here. No, I just go in there. They went to a bar. From there, never recovered from alcohol problem. Still. Another person, five years ago, still struggling on and off. Mova is the place you must go through. You cannot avoid Mova. You will not be able to avoid your friends. You will not be able to avoid your career. You will not be able to avoid your situations. But when you pass through, why this man died? As two great men came against him, they are Moabites. He struck them. You will not stop me from gaining or reaching my destiny. You will not stop me from reaching my destiny. I dumped everything in this Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, came to this retreat. This day, I remember. Hallelujah. I'm going back to the Moab. I had to pass through Moab. But devil, you will not stop me. You will not stop me. I have to go through. I will destroy the enemy. You must have an anointing. You must have a determination. You must have a decision. You must have a courage in the presence of God. There's no other way. I have to pass through more world. But I will. I will. I will. The second challenge he had is an Egyptian. You know what Egyptian does? I'm not going to stay there that long either. Egyptian, take you back the place you came from. The power of Egypt is the power of the world. The power of Egypt is the power of the world. What it does is take you back to the place you came from. I'm not saying you will lose the salvation. That's up to God and you. But there is a time 
devil will draw you back and take you back to the place you came from. You came from a broken family. You came from addictions. You came from the challenges. You came from all kinds of issues. You learned everything and you came but the power of Egypt is standing in front of you tomorrow to take you back to the place you came from. Hallelujah. You know how he killed Take a look at the passage. How did how did he kill the Egyptian? How did he kill? You forgot. You've turned up the book away already. Open the phone. You have it there. And he struck. Uh, he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had great spear in his hand, and why did he use? What did he have in his hand? He went against him with a club. Oh, not much. You know, I believe he was a man who read Bible. You know how did he know he needed to carry a club when he go to Egypt? Who did before? Moses. Moses took the victory over Egypt. With the rod, with the staff, he knew I'm not against going a man. There's a power. There's a power of Egypt taking me back to the place I came from. I'm sure he read the Bible. There's a man in the history called Moses. He went back to Pharaoh. Let my people go. Stand in front of him with the rod. He said, I'm going against Egyptian. He's a mighty man. But I know the God who gave Moses victory will be able to do it. My friend, you know how that happened? He read the Bible. You need to read the Bible and the history of the men and the women of God who got victory over this attack on the enemy. Amen. Memorize the word. Amen. Read the word of God. Read it loud. Amen. Yeah. There's power in the word of God. You will know how they got victory. How the old generation got victory. They got victory through the word of God. You also will take the victory through the word of God. Let me move on. The third thing, that's my, that's what I wanted to really speak to you this morning. What the third thing? 23 verse 10, 10 again, 20 again. Someone else read. Girls, come on, you don't have the Bible? You have it. All of you have it. Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada, uh -huh. the son of a violent man from Kabizal, uh -huh. who had done many deeds. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of He also gone down, right? To a pit. To a pit. And killed? A lion in the midst. Okay. All of you, most of you, born in this country, you only know where the water comes from is the tap. You think the water tank is right behind this sheetrock wall. But the Bible time, there's some little, little ponds. There's wells. Wells always have water for itself. Streams comes under. So it collects water. But the ponds, every area, collect water when it rains or when it snows. What they use those water for the regular use? 
If you go to India, your villages, you st I don't know, they have it now. They are more advanced than here. But uh, I don't know, they have it. They might have homes. If you go to areas here in America, in every area you'll see small, small ponds. You know why? They collect the water for the trees in that area for later. Because they don't need to use it for drinking. So this little place, by his neighborhood, there was a pond. That place collected water at the time of snow or rain. In that time, there's a lion went inside. Lion cannot come out, so lion is going to die inside sometime. Or lion is going to do a lot of other things there. The water is going to be polluted. That's your daily, daily life. You live with it. Your career, your work, your health, your job, whatever you want to call it. That's your liberty. Your family lives with it. What's your team? It is a gift they have. Ministers, the gift they have. Nurse, your career. Doctors, well, you get a license. So whatever you want to call. Whatever you live with daily. Results. The source of your income. The source of your blessing. Daily livelihood. In that place, there's a line when it It's funny when it happened. Three things you will find it there. Enemy is a strong enemy. It happened in a worse place. It happened in a worse condition. Enemy is a strong enemy. You cannot take victory. It happened in a pit. In your place. It happened on a snowy day. When a mess happens, happens in the wrong time. Devil know how to get you. Devil know where to get you. He came. But he did not stay there. Bible says he went down to the place where the line is. He went down to the place where the line is. Tomorrow, you're going to drive to your workplace. Tomorrow, you go back to the place same you came from. There's a pit there. That's your life. There's a chance the enemy will come there. year and a half ago we were in South Sudan we, uh, we flew to Ethiopia when we drove from there to Sudan it was a long journey it was a rough journey we tried it two days because there's a lot of Muslims in the area, there's no uh, direct line there connection. The bridges were not built. So it was a hard time. 
we want hours and hours to reach there. After the ministry, we were coming back. We were driving back through the jungle. We heard a big noise. And uh, we asked the driver, driver, some Muslim, uh, we asked the driver, what was the noise? <coughs> he said, um, it's either a lion or a tiger. There are people who live in the neighborhood as religious hundreds of uh, hearts together. We asked them, how do they live there? Yeah, people live here. Then he said, there are certain things they do to resist the attack of the lion. It is so interesting how God demonstrated in our life what is spiritual is so easy for us to understand in natural realm. When I share this with you, you will understand why we tell you what we do in spiritual area. The first thing he said, as a village, everyone is there, when the lion comes, number one thing, I want you to remember, in the pit, your pit, your workplace, your source of income, your livelihood, or your life, enemy come. How are you going to resist that enemy? This is what they say. Number one, do not run. The man, the driver said, this is what the villagers do. When they run, the lion come, number one principle, do not run. Tomorrow, Monday morning, when you go to the world, enemy will be there. But do not run from it. Number one. Number two. Present yourself bigger than you are. Present yourself bigger than you are. How you do it? We, I ask him, how do they do it? This is what they do. They lift their hands. If they have a rod or big staff, they lift it up. If they have a big branch, they lift it up, wave it. So when the lion look at them, they look bigger than the lion. When you come to the presence of God to worship, we ask you to lift your hands and worship. When you come to worship, it is true. There's true incidents of what they do. How to resist the lion in the world and in the jungle in Africa. When we stand in the presence of God, the worship team tells you, let's lift our hands and worship. You know why? There's an enemy there. There's an enemy there. You are doing the spiritual battle. When you do that, you are lifting hands and giving glory to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. The one you worship will be lifted up. Hallelujah. 
The enemy will not see you anymore. The enemy will be seeing the one who is bigger, one who is greater, one who is, who is the greater in our life. When you lift the name of Jesus, when you lift the name of higher, higher, he is great, he is great, he's the hallelujah, he's hallelujah, he's worthy, he's worthy. When you lift the name of Jesus, hallelujah, in your pit tomorrow morning, when you pick tomorrow morning, when the enemy time to assist you, to attack you, lift the name of Jesus, hallelujah, in front of enemy, you might look a little, you might look like you are to fail it, but lift your hands and give glory to God. There is no other name than Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who gave me victory. Praise God. Next thing. Face the lion. Never look anywhere else. Peter and John went to the temple. There is a man who is crippled sitting by the door. He looked at them and said, Here we are looking at his hand. No, not with the hand. Look at me. Look at me. He is not the devil. But, but, then tomorrow morning, in the pit, your resources, your career, your health, your ability, when a hallelujah, when a, when a bad voice or, or handicap, anything comes to the other side, when a God calls you, when a hallelujah, someone else calls you, hallelujah, look at your face in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Look at me. I have victory in me. I have Jesus in me. I have the presence of God in me. I am not going to run away from you. I am not going to run away from you. I will take victory. You will not be able to attack me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning I want to remind you, people of God, there's an anointing in you. Look to the eye of the devil and tell him you are defeated by the name of Jesus. Praise God. Then the fourth, fifth thing they do. Clap their hand and shout. I did not make up this, okay? Clap their hand and wave. The village people, when a lion comes to attack them, they gather together, clap their hand, and wave in front of the lion and look to the eye of lion. The iron lion will turn around and go back to its place. I'm sure the worship team can identify with this. Why we tell you to clap the hand in the presence of God? Why we tell you to shout in the presence of God? Why did I, I ask you to read the Bible this morning, everyone together? Don't just come and sit in a church and expect that somebody pulls something to you. No, it is in our tongue. Anointing is in our tongue. Victory is in our lips. Proclaim the name of Jesus. Clap the hand in the presence of God. Give victory in the presence of God. You will, and you will, you will, you will take victory. You will get the deliverance. You will walk through. You will be the promised land. We will not perish in the promised land. He was with David. Look at the history you will find. He became a great man even at the time of Solomon. Every one of you have a destiny. This weekend was not a waste. You invested in the kingdom of God. 
God will help us to reach the destiny which He ordained in our life. May God bless you with His words. Amen. I was hoping that he wouldn't finish that quick. I was just...